Hey, Sisu Squad. Welcome to It's All in My Head, a podcast about people and their relationships with mental health. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Before we begin, I want to share a content warning. It's All in My Head references mature themes, including suicide, sex, drugs, and alcohol, and contains language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome back, Sisu Squad, to another episode of It's All in My Head with your host, me, the iconic, the original, the only, Joel Kaskinen. I don't know why I just said that. That was so conceited and narcissistic and assholey. Ew. I hate myself for that. I love it. As you can tell, I have a guest with me today, the lovely, the magnificent, the wonderful, my new friend who I've come to absolutely love and adore in like, what, a month and a half? Literally. Literally so quick. So um, quick. Claire Litson is on the show with us today. So Claire, welcome aboard. Thank you. I feel like your listeners already know me. You and Jake really just, just all the plugs, all the plugs. <laughs> oh, you guys have gassed me up so much. I was like, oh, Personally, <laughs> you guys have creepy little crushes on me. <laughs> creepy little, very obvious and public crushes on you. <laughs> well, I have big crushes on both of you too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yes, that is absolutely correct, listeners. You may know Claire Litson already <laughs> from last episode when Jake and I literally gushed our hearts out over our sweet. <laughs> wonderful, magnificent friend. So, Claire is here live and in person in the studio, i.e. my kitchen, and <laughs> we are talking all things mental health today, as we normally do on the show. So, yes. Claire, what's your relationship with mental health and where are you at in your journey today? Yeah, my relationship with mental health has changed a lot over the course of my life. Honestly, over the course of the last eight years, when I was a senior in high school, I was going through a really, really difficult time. Like I didn't know if I was gonna see year 19. I was bullied heavily at school. I had really bad body issues, um, body image issues. And so um, I just like hated life. I hated myself. I didn't know where the light was. And so to think about like senior year Claire to Claire now is insane. And I'm so proud of her and I I love me and I have love and respect for uh, the old version of Claire, but Therapy changed my life, and I highly recommend it to everyone. Um, but yeah, so my relationship with mental health goes through waves. I think it's really important to talk about it in terms of phases and waves because you're not going to feel perfectly fine forever. You're not going to feel happy forever. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, as many of us who live with mental health challenges or illnesses or struggles or whatever, um, we know that it's an everyday battle and it's an uphill climb and it's a roller coaster. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have the 
like brutal tick 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 tracks up to you know the top and then sometimes it's just like let's zoomy zoom all the way up there and then whoosh all the way down you know like right it's so interesting so I love that you talk about it coming in phases and like coming in just like waves and like it's it's kind of all over the place like because it is because it you know? is we're human it's well it's just like physical health and people don't equate physical health as coming in waves and like mm-hmm. you know our body weight fluctuates and right. our like we get seasonal colds mm-hmm. and we you know like we think about that as like fluctuating but we don't think about our mental health fluctuating but i probably our mental health fluctuates more so than our physical health oh absolutely yeah I mean, even just on, like, busy days, something, like, minor happening. Like, oh, I, I keep hitting every freaking red light. Like, yeah. really? Like, I don't need this today. And then it's just, like, it sets you over. Yeah, and then you totally. get, like, annoyed and you're mad. And it's like, okay, well, I was, I woke up fine this morning. Why now? Like, why is this why all happening Why am I grumpy now? now? Right. Screw I you so get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I want to go back to something you said um, a couple minutes ago. Um... You said that you talked about how you weren't sure you were going to make it to year 19. You were bullied heavily. You had some severe body image issues. So what did that look like? I mean, like, I don't want to, like, go back to your past and, like, spend time there. No, that's okay. We totally How did you overcome the bullying? What, Mm -hmm. like, why were you bullied? Like, why were you struggling with your body image? Like, I look at you and I'm like, you are so beyond beautiful. Like, (laughs) how on earth did you ever, like, look at yourself and, like, see not beauty? Thank you. So this is, like, so interesting because I've never really spoken about this, which is so funny. You and Jake just talked about this on your last podcast. Um, I have spoken about this in private. I have never really spoken about it too much publicly. Yeah. Um, because first thing first, we were all children when this all happened, you know? Yes. And so um, I want to give those students grace that caused me, you know, to feel really, really bad so about you're myself. you're such a big person. The fact that you, like, <laughs> give people grace. I'm like, anyone who, like, treats me poorly, I'm like, I'll give you a second chance, but not a third. <laughs> so... You better brace for it, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> I love that you're like, yep, I'm going to give them grace. They're like, you know, just people doing their thing. Well, forgive and forget. And I'm sure I've been, I know, I'm not even, I'm sure. I'm, I know I've been mean to people during my adolescence. And, you know, it's a, it's a really challenging time. But I'm mean um, to people now. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You're hilarious. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not perfect. Um, so I'll start with my body, my body image issues. I am one of four daughters. So I have three sisters naturally with your siblings. You're just kind of compared to them your whole life. Um, my sisters are all beautiful. We are all beautiful in different ways, but you know, there was a lot of times growing up where people would just say things like, why don't you look like Chloe? And it's like, okay, well, Chloe's 5'11 and a dancer. I'm five two and I do speech. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not an athlete or like so interesting that you, Stella and Chloe are all right around the same weight, but like Stella has so much more muscle. Yeah, because she's a soccer goalie and she's in practice five times a week, six times a week. I don't even know. So much, you know? And so there was just a lot of comparison of bodies growing up and you know, some of my extended family wasn't too kind to me about it. Um and Maybe they didn't think that they were being rude or whatever, but you know, there were comments about, I hit like two growth spurts my whole life, like once in middle school and then once in college. 
And so, like, when my body changed very quickly, very rap- like, everything was very rapid, and, you know, I, I filled out quite fast, people would be like, oh, man, like, you're kind of getting a badonk. And it's like, why would you say that to somebody? I'm in seventh grade. <laughs> and, like, I'm like <laughs> also in seventh grade, why are you even, like, commenting on someone's ass, period? Right. You know? And so there was just... You're 12 years old. Stop it. Right. So there was just comments that were being said. Joel is getting naked right now. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> He's just taking his sweatshirt off. But I would like to point out that his t-shirt is, like, a very light yellow. <laughs> my clothes while you're talking about body image. (laughs) 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 I can't look at you for a minute. And so, um, you know, all of these comments were being said to me at a very young age and it then, I then coped with it by eating certain things in private or eating a lot of things all at once. So I remember, like, specifically, like, only eating what was, quote-unquote, like, a normal amount. But, like, my body was growing. It needed more. Um, but I didn't want to be shamed in the moment, which I was from time to time. And I remember, like, I would just, like, sneak up to, like, my parents' kitchen and stuff late at night. And I would, like, eat a cookie or, you know, like, the bad foods. Yeah. And so my relationship with food and my body was really, really bad. Like, it just was. And, um... And I didn't like really realize that that was an eating disorder until I'm not kidding. Last October, wow. my okay. therapist and I were talking about it, and she's like, "Huh, um, that's not normal. I think you have an eating disorder. It's not normal to like yeah. not eat all day and then sit down for dinner and be like, well, I haven't eaten all day today. I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> like I'm gonna treat that myself. Like that's not normal. Yeah. And I mean, we all have our days, right?" We have our days, but, like, that was a consistent pattern, unhealthy pattern. And that was something that started at a really young age that I didn't even, like, I wasn't even really aware of that. And then, um, so that all of that was going on. And then at the same time, I remember being in high school and even middle school, there would just be, I was just considered a really dramatic person because I'm an emotional person. Sure. Or, um, you know, I would stick up for myself or I would stick up for other people. And maybe I didn't articulate it the best, but, like, I had the guts to stand up to a bully. I had the guts to say, like, that's actually really mean, or, like, that's a lie, or whatever it was. And so, in middle school, there were random little rumors. I remember, you know, boys would leave me voicemails and stuff, just, like, like, there was a rumor. There was a rumor. It's not funny, but, like, it's kind of funny now. Like, I can laugh about it now. But there was a rumor going around that I had, like, a feeding tube. And so people would, like, ask me, like, can I see your feeding tube? And I'd be like, what? And they would, like, call me and leave oh voicemails and be like, We're, this is your feeding tube calling. Like, whoop, 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 whoop. And they would, like, make noises, which, like, first thing first, I don't have a feeding tube. Second thing, if I did, that is incredibly mean and not something that you should joke about. I'm sure people who have feeding tubes feel insecure about that. So there would be things like that. In high school, I was dating someone who... Um, this is hard. I want to make sure that I'm articulating this well because peace and love, I have no bad feelings about that person anymore. And I also don't think that the way he treated me is a reflection of him as a whole. 
but um, I loved him. I cared about him. He was my first love, um, and we were friends for a long time, too, but there was, like, a shift, like, my mm -hmm. senior year, and he started to get a little mean from time to time, or maybe he was reacting to certain things and taking it out on me, but then on top of that, I remember there were two girls specifically who both had crushes on him, and they, like, bonded in this friendship, and then they, like, made me the bad guy for being his girlfriend. Interesting. It is interesting. And then, you know, there were things like, you know, like, you just, you shouldn't come to his tennis match. We're going. Or, you know, like, just random things. And they were just, like, rude. And they would, like, they would text each other. And then they would, like, leave the phone out on the table. And I would see, like, oh, my God, did you see blah, 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 blah. Like, Claire did this today. Or Claire wore that today. Or whatever. You know? And, like, again... I think these girls, I know these girls had a lot more going on at home too. And so like, it's easier for me to look back now and give them grace because also like in the grand scheme of things, like at the time it felt like that was my world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy I didn't peak in high school. I'm so happy that high school was my world. I was so happy to get out of high school. Peace and fucking Cheers, love. Cheers, baby. Um, and neither of the, I don't think either of these girls peaked in high school either. They're both incredibly smart. I'm pretty sure one of them's working for like a sister company of NASA, so that's super oh, cool. Oh damn! But okay. she, but I remember one of them messaged me my sophomore year of college and like just apologized to me, and I was just like, you know what, like that's really big. I'm sorry that's been weighing heavy that's on your really heart. Kind. Yeah, and I remember saying like, I'm sorry that's weighing heavy on your heart. I hope nothing but the best for you. I'm glad you're out of my life. I didn't say that, but like, peace <laughs> love. Like I just, at some point, it's just easier to let go. Yeah, and I was not perfect either. There were a lot of things internally that I was, you know, maybe maybe I was overly sensitive to certain things and I just needed to work through things myself. And so um, my dad was the one that suggested therapy and I started and haven't looked back since. Love my therapist. I, I heart Mary. Love that <laughs> for you. I also love therapy and I love my therapist as well. Mm -hmm. um, well, thanks for sharing you. I know mm -hmm. that that was like a lot and that was like very like, let's do a deep dive and probably unpacking trauma. It's but. okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, it's just interesting because you look back and you think about like, I don't know if you were in a serious high school relationship, but like that felt like my world and we dated mm -hmm. into college too. And um, yeah, we broke up. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we broke up. Cheers Hope he's happy to out there. you living your best life. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Wow. Fascinating. I just love it. Well, thank you for sharing and yeah. getting vulnerable with me. Um, so uh, moving forward then, like obviously, you know, like you have found the ability to have grace and humility and um, to forget about what happens to you as a child and to mm -hmm. move on and say like, I'm bigger and better than this. Um, so how, like, when did that shift happen? Like, how did you get there? Was it, like, just, was it through therapy that you were just like, oh, my gosh, I'm finding power in myself? Or, like, did something big happen? Or Yeah, I think it's, again, it's waves of things. So I think at one point, you know, I, I was in college, and I, like, found my girl gang at USD, and that was awesome. And I was just surrounded by women that were lifting each other up. I was surrounded by women I hardly knew at the time that I had gone through that breakup, and they were like, screw him. 
let's take you out. Like, we're going to have a good time. And so, you know, just like being surrounded by the right people definitely matters. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for USD. I created meaningful relationships, friendships there that I still have now these days. And so that's that. My body, I think at one point, and this is this is bad, like my, my junior year of college, I remember I was running like twice a day almost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like eating salads. Not sustainable, like not not healthy, not sustainable. But um, I think at one point I started to acknowledge that the way other people feel about my body and talk about my body is not my fault, nor is that truly how I feel about my body. Mm-hmm. So at some point there was just this shift in acceptance of I love my body. My body has gotten me this far and I need to fuel it the way that I feel like is sustainable for myself. I still struggle. There are days where I overeat. There are days that I undereat. There are days where I'm kicking myself because I didn't go for a run or I haven't been running enough lately or whatever. And But I know that it's a slippery slope and so that I have to say, you know what? Your body really just wanted to eat four bags of popcorn tonight. Let's acknowledge that. Let's think about a better way to move forward and do it. There is no reason for me to sit there and dwell on that. Dang, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're impressive. I still I, can't do that. But. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just this power in accepting where your body's at. At one point, I was spending a lot of time at Augustana hanging out with the cross-country team. Not a cross-country runner. I don't even really consider myself a runner. I run for fun. I run for my mental more than anything. But mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. hanging out a lot at Augustana. And I remember just like somebody had said one thing and it just really triggered me. He had said something along the lines of like, you know, I, I don't respect fat people or whatever. And I was like, okay, like this is rich coming from people who literally and it's their job like college athletes that is their job and you know they're literally being paid to go to school they work hard so of course they look the way that they do right but I remember being like oh my gosh like what do they say about me when I'm not around you know because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm curvier than Mm -hmm. them and there was this one gal there Meg she's so sweet she's one one of the nicest people I've ever met but I remember she had like written me a card because she knew I was upset about it and she had accidentally overheard um, my boyfriend at the time like confiding in somebody about like oh, I just want Claire to be comfortable here and she had told me like once you accept where your body's at it's a lot easier to love it and appreciate it and not compare it to other people Dang, and I was okay. like Meg I needed to hear that yeah. thank you and she was like you're beautiful of course you don't look the exact same way I do I run 40 miles a week and I was like duh <laughs> like you know it's it, once she like broke it down with me, I was like, that's, that seems so simple. Yeah, and I yeah. just, and that, sometimes you need to hear that from people. And so I appreciate her for that. And it's true. Like your body changes. My, I just celebrated this last, or not celebrated, I guess, but this last July was the one year anniversary of both my grandfather and one of my cousins passing away. And I remember when that had happened, I wasn't very active. I was leaning into food a lot. I, you know, just was so sad, didn't really want to do much Mm -hmm. and my body changed. And then it's just like accepting like, okay, this is where my body's at now. And there are things that I can do to change it, but it's just not healthy to expect that these changes are going to happen overnight. Yeah, totally. So yeah, just again, just accepting the waves that your body goes through. 
think it's really important. Comes in waves, baby. It does. Everything and growth and healing is not linear. I think that's one of the most important things we need to talk about when it comes to mental health. Because some people might look at me and think like, oh man, like your 18 was so bad. You didn't think you were going to see 19. Thank God you've never felt that way again. I wish I could say that. I don't feel that way now. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I know it's not an option for me, but who knows? You yeah. never, you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I have the song, like, Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. The line that says healing doesn't happen in a straight line is now running through my head. Um, because love obviously we love Casey Musgraves and obviously healing doesn't happen in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, God, that I just, I love that line and I love what you just said about like you have to be able to accept yourself and like allow yourself to go through the ups and downs or mm-hmm. else like you like you just don't know you know like you you don't know whether you're gonna find yourself in that position again mm-hmm. you probably won't you probably will you know like it, we don't know we don't know but to just spend like focus spend the day that you have focusing on where you're at rather than worrying about what you're up to like in the future where you've been Mm -hmm. like you know I think that's really important I just had a friend recently tell me um because I've been in like a major depression funk lately Mm -hmm. um this time of the year is really difficult for me October and November I really struggle Um, and she, like, basically she was just like, we need to get together. I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. Um, we haven't talked. Like, we literally, we're the kind of people that we hang out, we talk every day. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I am, we consider each other family. Like, that's how close we are. But she said to me, she's like, I'm worried about you. And I just, I feel like we need to check in. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, great. Like, let's check in. And she's like, what's going on? Like, I just really feel like there's a lot happening. Like, you've been distancing yourself and isolating. And mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of sharing with, like, her what I've been feeling and kind of where I've been at and la, 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 la. And she mm-hmm. goes, I'm going to give you a bit of tough love and I'm going to tell you something and I don't want you to, like, take it the wrong way. And I was like, well, first off, nothing you ever say I can take the wrong way because, right. like, that's just our relationship. Like, I know... Everything that you ever have said and will say to me is always in my best interest. Right. Like, that's who we are as people. Like, that's the relationship that we have. Right. So, first off, yeah, I'm not going to take it. But second, I also probably need to hear it. So, hit me. And she goes, I feel as if you have allowed anxiety and depression to define you for the last couple of months or weeks or whatever it's been. And she's like, I want you to see the beauty and the power and the magnitude that, like, everyone else sees in you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to see it for yourself because we need you. We don't need this version of you. We need the full version of you. Like, we need the best version of Joel. Mm-hmm. And we want that version for you. Um, and she was like... It's not your anxiety. It's not your depression. It does not define you. Mm-hmm. It is anxiety and depression, and you control them. And I was like, damn. Right. So I just, I think that, like, we all have to look at it like that. We mm-hmm. have to not 
we can sit with our emotions. That's fine. Absolutely. I think that's healthy, actually. Mm-hmm. Sit in our emotions, feel them, own them, claim, claim them, name them, and move on. Mm-hmm. But, like, to allow myself to feel stuck in that depression and anxiety for a couple of months and, like, not move, not get out of bed, not eat, do a ton of drinking, do a ton of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and my friends are noticing it. Like, mm-hmm. that's huge. And right. so I think you, you know, coming, tying it back into, like, your story, for Meg to say to you, like, like this is not what's happening here. Like, right. you just need to own your body and love your body and accept your body and who you are as a person right. and, like, forget whatever else mm-hmm. is happening. I think that's so important because we are always going to be our own worst critics. Right. And if we allow ourselves to define ourselves by the things that control us, control in mm-hmm. parentheses or quotes, quotation marks or finger bunny ears, <laughs> finger things, um, it, oh, like the control us, like we are never going to be happy with ourselves no. and we can't allow ourselves to be controlled or defined by what other people think of us either. And so that I think is what you've been trying to say, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And again, like it's bringing it back to like from last October to now I have lost close to 60 pounds. Damn. Okay. So, um, 60 pounds ago, Claire, I still love and respect her, and that body was sustainable to me at that time. 60 pounds lighter, Claire, now. I love her, I respect her, and this body is sustainable for me. That will change again. Yeah, yeah. One way or the other. Hopefully it's in a healthy way. Yeah. But it's going to change. I love that. And I have to... I think there's just a big, big power in somebody who was told and belittled the majority of her adolescence for her body and then to know that I have an eating disorder that I struggle with and that I'm very aware of now Mm -hmm. there's just this huge power in owning and accepting my body and it makes it easier for me to look at other people and say I'm really sorry that you're going through health issues right now and you're not happy with how your body works this is how it is right now Mm -hmm. what can we do to move forward yeah I think it's I think it's just, I talk about sustainability a lot, sustainable relationships, sustainable patterns and, and such. And, um, it's just really important to acknowledge that this might not be the body that I want forever, but it's sustaining me right now. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it, for that right now. I love that approach too, because I think so many of us get stuck in like these roots of, uh, like just judging ourselves like you know like why do we hate ourselves so immediately when something goes wrong or Mm -hmm. when like we're not feeling our best or you know we make a mistake like we immediately like like latch onto those negative things right like we shouldn't be doing that so i love that i love this notion that you're sharing clothes one thing with like your body changing is you know clothes either are too big or too small and that was something that really frustrated me because i was like man like these were the perfect pair of jeans when i was 20 pounds heavier like why now i have to get rid of them and i get like frustrated but it's like get rid of them like don't even keep that get rid of them clothes are always around. I can always thrift something. I can always go out, you know, and it's just like, or like I love doing clothes swaps with other people. It's just like, but that was something that I would be like, oh, well, I'm going to hold on to this dress because maybe I'll be 30 pounds lighter. Maybe I can squeeze into this again. 
No. The only dress that I still have from high school is my prom dress. And let me tell you something. It's stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> it is stretchy and I look good in it. I'm oh actually going to wear a jewel wedding in December. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my gosh. I love that. But yeah, I think it's just all about accepting where you're at and making the best of that in anything. Not even just your body. In anything. I love that. So, uh, making the best of things, how do you, like, what do you find joy in? What do you find, like, that you feel good in? You know, like, how do you make it the best? Yeah. So, um, I moved away from Sioux Falls over a year ago, and then I moved back over a year ago. Last October, I moved back to Sioux Falls. And I moved back to Sioux Falls because my engagement ended. I was engaged and my engagement ended. So I had experienced a big summer of loss and I remember being really embarrassed to come back to Sioux Falls. I was living with my parents. 20, I was 23, living with my parents, 24. And I'm like, that just felt like kind of embarrassing to me, but sure. looking back on it, so thankful that I had that. Um, but you know, I was like embarrassed. I had no job. I like had two friends in town. I was so like, I was so embarrassed, honestly. I just felt super, a ton of shame, super embarrassed. and. You know, at one point it was just like, okay, well, hold on. I still have a little sister in high school. I can love and enjoy sharing a wall with this person. I can really enjoy my family. I'm closer to extended family as well. I can rekind rekindle certain relationships. I can go out and try a new job. Um, you know, so I was feeling pretty optimistic after a while. It took some time, but after a while I was starting to feel optimistic. And I, since moving away, and moving back, I've been able to experience a whole new side of Sioux Falls. A lot of people my age are either ready to get out of here or they have left and they never want to come back. I love Sioux Falls. I am so happy that life and its circumstances forced me back here. Uh -huh, I am. Uh -huh. I'm genuinely so happy. So, you know, I am working an awesome job. I love my job, as you know. I'm the catering coordinator for On Plus Catering. And it's super fun. I get to share milestone uh, like events with families. I get to be at people's weddings. I get to be at people's baptisms. I get to, you know, just I celebrated um, a woman's unbridal party is what we were calling it. Unbridal. She, that's she got cute. divorced. Oh my gosh. And so she was like celebrating her divorce being final, and that's a huge milestone. Thank you so much for asking On Plus Catering to come into your home and provide food and feed your friends and. You know, that's so, that's such an honor. Honestly, yeah. it is. And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a big foodie, which is interesting with my relationship with food, but I'm a big foodie. And so, you know, I just really get to enjoy that. I'm getting back into enjoying cooking and, you know, this is the first time in, I think, eight years. It's been eight years. Or no, no, first time in six years that me and my two best friends have all lived in the same city. That's fine. I'm yeah. living with one of them. Super fun. I'm in a new relationship. So when my engagement ended and I had to start dating again, I was really angry. I wasn't supposed to have to do this again. I wasn't supposed to have to re-download Tinder and Hinge and Bumble and have weird little petty <laughs> conversations about what's your favorite color? Do you have a yeah. favorite sports team? I don't care. I don't, if I'm being honest. And I was angry. Like I was angry that I had to like feel all these butterflies again and like do it all over again. But then at some point, it shifted and it was like, wait, no, I get to, I get to experience this again. Somebody decided that I wasn't their cup of tea forever. And that sucked. It really did. 
it sucked, but it's okay because now I get to go out and find hopefully a new forever. And I'm in a new relationship oh with someone that I adore and love, and he's just the sweetest. And I'm really optimistic. And even if this doesn't turn into something larger, marriage is always an end goal for me when I'm in serious relationships. I will have at least gotten the experience to be loved by this person. And that's really exciting because I know what it felt like. And I'm so thankful for my ex-fiance for that. And I'm in this new one now and it could be something forever and it could not, but at least I've had it. That's really sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Joel has full on heart eyes for me right now. <laughs> I just... First, I also adore your boyfriend. And I adore you we two. We can't say to, his like, name. I adore you two together. I mean, that's up to you. We don't know if you want to. I'm saying we can't say his name. Oh, no. okay. Um... I just think that you two are great, and um, I see, like, the love and happiness that you have, and so, like, to hear that you're, like, I want this to be more, but also, like, what I get out of it, I'm going to cherish, whether it's short-term, long-term, somewhere in between, like, mm -hmm. whatever. Like, I really, I think that's a great way to look at relationships, because I think so many people date for marriage, or date because they're serial daters and they just want companionship mm -hmm. or they date just because they don't know how to be alone. Right. Um, and so I, I really think that that's a cool outlook mm -hmm. and a cool way to approach a relationship. I'm just so lucky. And this is not even just in romantic relationships, but I truly feel so lucky to have met everyone that I've met this last year and to have delved into the certain relationships, friendships, partnerships that I have had, and I just feel really lucky. You know, there are people who, when I moved back to Sioux Falls with, or when I moved back to Sioux Falls, that I became friends with them quickly, and I'm not really friends with them anymore. And that's okay. I'm still really thankful for them. I've had relationships that have ended because they were attached to my uh, engagement, you know? And that sucks, but I still have love and respect for those people. Um, there's so many people in this world and it's like so corny, but it's like you haven't even met all the people that like mm -hmm. you're gonna love or whatever. It's so true. And then I bring it back to like, oh my gosh, I haven't even met all the versions of myself that I'm gonna love. I think about that a lot. Okay, that I want to dive into. Let's do it. Um, wow, I never thought about that before. Um, I've never met all of the versions of myself that I'm going to love. Okay. I need your thoughts. I just, that is... So when I think about that, I think about, honestly, most of the times I think about the version of me that moved back last October. She was in shambles. <laughs> she was a wreck. <laughs> she was a mess. And there were days where I just remember like waking up and letting my dog out and then going back and like sleeping or watching Moana or you know like I don't even know like I watched so many Disney movies when I first moved back to my parents oh my place because I just like couldn't like handle anything super serious yeah. but then of course like you're watching these Disney movies and like shut up up wrecked me I watched that way too soon after up my engagement you? up oh up up oh my goodness that first scene it's horrible <laughs> it's so it's so heartbreaking <laughs> and I'm 
like, wow, my engagement just ended. This seems like a really good idea. Yeah, Let's why, lock up. why am I watching this? Yeah, that's But you know, true. there were days where true. I just, I just slept. Carl and, and Allie. I just, what? Carl and Allie. I know. <laughs> Wait, not, is it, not Carl. Carl's the little boy. No, What's his name? It is Carl. Is it? The little boy's name is Russell. Oh, Russell. That's right. I did have it right. <laughs> and the dog's name is Doug. Yes, okay. correct. Okay. We're, we're I didn't have it right. I did. But have it right. you know, um, I think about her, and like I was really disappointed in her. I was disappointed that her engagement ended. I was disappointed that she failed that relationship, and I didn't totally fail that. My ex fiance has a role in that as well. But you know, I was really ashamed of her. I was ashamed of Claire last um, October, and now I look back at her and I think, thank you for getting me that far. And here I am now continuing to get us further. And, you know, I think about, I think about Claire at USD. Um, my sophomore year, I moved into a dorm and I introduced myself to a couple girls in the bathroom just in passing. And they referred to me as table girl. And I was like, table girl? Table girl. What does that I was even like, mean? like, who the hell is table girl? And I became friends with them and they were just like, okay, we have to tell you. We're so excited that we are living with table girl. I and I was like, who what, is what table girl? And I was like, I was like, who is that? Who is that? They're like, you, your table girl. At parties, if we weren't on tables, you were getting us up on tables. I was like a hype woman. I was like, get on the table, dance, you're cute. Like oh I was gosh. getting and so like peace and love. I love table girl. Am I proud of everything she did at USD? Probably not. But I love her. Are any of us proud of all of the <laughs> things that we've done at USD? <laughs> I love that you went to Vermilion. I love uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> we just get it. If you didn't go to school in USD, you don't get it. No one gets it unless you've been there. Unless exactly. you have lived in USD for at least one full calendar year. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you about Vermilion. Yeah. It's like, correct. Come correct or don't come at all. Right. You have to have, you have, to have done it. Straight wild. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm thankful for different versions of myself. There are versions of myself that I'm not super proud of. There are versions of myself that I won't revisit. I won't revisit Table Girl. Love her. I'm glad she was that hype woman. I'm glad she got people up on tables. I'm glad she had a damn good time. You will not see me walk into a fraternity ever again and try to get somebody up on a table. <laughs> are old people allowed in fraternities? Are we old people? I would consider ourselves old people compared to our college students. Oh, yeah. That are no, I have no business houses. walking into a Delta Tau Delta <laughs> ever again. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Wait, were you Greek? No, I was a G. Goddamn independent. But I was friends with Greek like people, and so I got to go to like, you know, date parties and stuff, and that was fun. Yeah. And I mean, Greek life has its issues, but at the core of it, it stands for something great. So. We can move on. I mean, I worked for Greek Life at USD, yeah. so yeah, I understand. Yeah, certainly has its issues. Certainly has its uh, great qualities. That, mm -hmm. I mean, like the community that is found <clears throat> within the Greek system, right, is unmatched. Right. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Um, wow, 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 wow. How did yeah. we get to USD? I feel like, um, wow. A table girl. Love versions girl. of ourselves. That's right, that's yeah. right, that's mm -hmm. right. That should be the title of this one. Table, table girl. Table girl. 
Let's not title this table girl. I like the title being something about versions of ourselves. <laughs> okay. I don't like the title table girl though. <laughs> table girl, who is she? <laughs> Fuck if I could tell ya. <laughs> Where in the world is Table Girl? She's dead. <laughs> table girl can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> That's truly iconic. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. But yeah, um, so I'm proud of myself as a young professional, a young woman, as a friend, a family member, a partner now. And six months from now, maybe I won't be proud of all of the things that I feel like I'm currently doing right. And that's okay. I have to give myself grace and I have to take accountability for when I've done things wrong. And hopefully that will make me just the next better version of myself. I love that. Ugh. Incredible. Okay, so uh, looking at the time here, um, <laughs> is there anything mental health related or non mental health related that you uh, want to share on the podcast today, or that you thought I would might ask you about that we didn't discuss? Um, I don't know. We haven't discussed much about my role in the We Can Movement. I don't even think <gasps> we've said anything Let's about the that. We Can Movement. Um, I actually was going to ask that earlier and then we got so into like loving versions of ourselves that I just totally lost it. Right. Let's talk about the We Can movement. Yeah, let's. What do you want to know? Um, well, first off, how did you get involved with the We Can movement? Love this. Okay. So Jake and I originally met at USD five, six years ago. Um, six years ago sounds right. And we were in a class together and... We were, knew of each other, saw each other on dating apps. I'm sure at some point we exchanged Snapchats, whatever. And we were always kind of homies. Nothing ever came of anything, but we would always be like, hey, how are you? Like, happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. You know, we just kind of always supported each other from afar. And um, so he asked me to write a testimony for the We Can Movement um, uh, website, the website. And I did that, I believe, my junior year of college. I sent him a photo, sent him a little testimony. Um, I want to update it. Um, I do, but, um, and that was that. And then like literally like once every three, four months we would be like, Hey, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Great. Bye. Um, like we really weren't close friends and this last May we reconnected and we were at a mental health discussion and we reconnected and we were just like, Oh my gosh, how have you been? Let's hang out. Jake has asked me to be on this podcast so many times and I like always had an excuse or whatever. Have you been on his podcast yet? I have, but I'm not sure why it hasn't been posted. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think I've heard an episode with you, and so I'm like, you're going to be on my podcast first. I think I am going to be, and literally, when he does post it, it's like, this is years in the making. Like, years of me being like, oh yeah, I can do that, oh sorry, I live in Lincoln, blah blah, whatever, right? Well, now you're coming up on my podcast first, so Jake, when you're listening to this, um, get on it, pal. So, you know, he was talking to me about the weekend movement and he was just like, you know, I want, I want you to be a little more involved. And I was like, oh, for sure. Like I'll always support blah, 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 whatever. And then I think there was one day, I think we were at Queen City maybe, and I was working for my actual job and I was working and he like watched me on the phone. I had done all the things that I need to do. And he was just like, so you like plan events and I said kinda I mean I I do food for events and you know there's a little more that goes into that it's not just it's never just food and he was just like well would you want to do that but for the weekend movement and I was like well duh of course I (laughs) like that means we get to hang out more 
duh, no-brainer. And, like, I love to throw a good party. I love hosting people. So, yeah, like, so my official title with the Weekend Movement is that I'm the event coordinator. Um, we really, the Weekend Movement has been around for years, but it's really started to be pushed since June. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that are happening right now. Um, so that hopefully next year we get to like really announce some things and, and have these community events and stuff. And we're really excited. We're optimistic, but it takes a ton of work and it takes a lot of people. And like I said, this is a passion project. Jake and I don't get paid for this. The people involved don't get paid for this. Um, so we really have to be smart about how we're using our time. And right now it's a lot of the behind the scenes things we do monthly discussions at the end of each month um you're posting this tomorrow you said yes so our november discussion will be at 6 30 p.m on november 30th and we will be at icon lounge anyone is invited to come and join us and afterwards we'll probably stick around have some drinks and some appetizers and just hang out but um it was really important for jake and i to both help facilitate facilitate a community where people could come and just share. Um, I know Jake has said this many times before. I've also said this many times before. Um, none of us are healthcare professionals or trained uh, therapists or whatever, but you know, some people don't have access to that. Mm -hmm. And so if they can come into a space and just share what they need to share and leave feeling better because they got it out into the universe, then great. We did our jobs. We did our part. And it doesn't stop there. Um, creating a community of people is really important. Um, I now have friends where, again, I work for a catering company and so sometimes there's leftovers and I can't donate those to anywhere with structure because of health codes. But if I can run some over to my single mom friend who's struggling, that's awesome and yeah. I'm gonna do it. And if I'm having a bad mental health day and I call her up and say, hey, you wanna go to Goodwill together? She's gonna do it. That's and so, so it's cute. about creating these connections and you know it's just so interesting how willing people are to help and reach out to each other once they've had that initial connection and that's what our discussions are all about amazing so big things are in the works for we can mm -hmm. we both know that mm -hmm. um we're both part of that yes. um i'm excited to see where things go um knowing that nothing is like official is there anything we can share we can share on the podcast for people to be like looking for or is it all still pretty it's all still pretty under wraps I know that some of our big things that we want to do this January alone include, of course, we're always going to do discussions. Um, July ends our calendar year. We always take um, July off. Um, but January, we'll start right back up with discussions at the end of the month. And we're really, really hoping that there's going to be a weekend karaoke night. Ooh. So we are in the works of uh, solidifying that. But January is also my birthday month, so maybe we'll just call it my birthday party. And everyone can come <laughs> out and do some karaoke. But I think that this is where I think Jake and I work super well hand-in-hand hand with each other. This is his passion project. He mm -hmm. is the quote-unquote CEO of this business, of this movement, of this organization. And he is all about making those big changes. And I am right there doing what I can to help him. But I think the weekend movement provides this different opportunity for community. I would be scared shitless if I just walked into a space and said, I'm going to do karaoke night. But because we can frame it as a we can karaoke night, 
I think that that allows people who even just come to our discussions to say, this is a safe group of people. So I can go and do this karaoke night and maybe I don't have all the confidence in the world, but these people are gonna be my hype people and no one's gonna make fun of me there. You know, it's all about creating these safe spaces. That's like the, my biggest thing is safety. I need to feel safe in my job. I need to feel safe with my family, my mm -hmm. friends, my relationships, mm -hmm. everything else I do. And so I think we have this opportunity to help create, honestly, just a, like a friendship with a bunch of people. That's so corny. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's like what it's all about. Um, mm -hmm. The no, Maybe it's not the number one, but like it's a big time statistic in the world of suicide and in the world of mental health is that people do not die by suicide if they have a community of support. Mm -hmm. So the work that we do with We Can, the work mm -hmm. that we do with Lost and Found, the mm -hmm. work that we do just as humans to... Mm -hmm provide others safety and spaces where they feel welcome and supported and mm -hmm. accepted and loved and okay to be not okay right. is so critical. Um, totally getting like unserious right now. I need to know what's your go-to karaoke song. Um, Jake and I already have ours picked out. <laughs> so we're okay. going to do it. I love that. And so, okay, we have two picked out, but I really want to push for one. Okay. I really want to do, um, it's the start of something new, Troy and Gabriella's duet. Oh my because god. Because if we do this in January too, it's the new year. I love. We'll probably do Need You Now by Lady Antebellum because it's like the perfect ballad for people who aren't actual singers. <laughs> so, yes. Otherwise, do I know um, I need you now? Yes, you do. And I'm not going to sing it on the air right now. <sighs> Otherwise, really my one of my go-to karaoke songs is... <laughs> I'm trying to think Joel's through like what the word is, like, or what the song is. Um, I think I know it, but I'm, like, struggling to come up with it. This is going to drive me bonkers. Anyway. But one of mine is um, Wannabe by Spice Girls. Okay. Of course. Iconic. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, will I ever do the Spice Girls justice? No, I'm so sorry, but... Can anyone? No. Correct. That's a great question. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, no one. I love that. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, now for the, like, only serious question or structured question of the show. Mm -hmm. So, Claire, I call my listeners the Sisu Squad. Mm -hmm. And Sisu, for those of you that are listening that don't know, um, and I share this every episode as a reminder, but I'm going to do it again. Uh... Sisu is a Finnish term that translates loosely in English to guts, determination, resilience, strength, all of those kind of characteristics of humans. Mm -hmm. um, so today, in this moment, as we're recording, what does Sisu mean to you? I think that I'm such a cornball. I'm like the most <laughs> corniest person. I really am. Like... It's ridiculous. I watched a lot of rom-coms growing up. But um, one of like my mottos in life is just to walk with love. And so I think like my biggest gut feeling, my biggest motivation, my biggest form of resilience is just to choose love and to move with love. And I try to do that in everything that I do. I try to do that for my clients at work. I try to do that with my friends, with my family, with my, my boyfriend. I just try to walk with love. 
and make sure that my intentions and what I'm getting through have love as its backbone. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And now Walking with Love is the title of the episode. Oh, I love. Okay. (laughs) That's, yep, it's it's happening now. But yeah, I think that love is just such a powerful thing. Um, And I'm surrounded by people who love me. And at one point, I didn't think that that was my reality. And it was. And so I don't ever want to forget about that. And if I can have love for myself and love for people around me, then they probably have that love back for me as well. And I think that's so important to hold on to because this world sucks. It does. It sucks so much, but there's so much love in it. And you just have to find those pockets of love. And hopefully I'm a pocket of love for some people and for some faces. Dang. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) All right. Well, Claire, because we here um, at It's All In My Head uh, are all about building a community of um, support Mm -hmm. and walking in love, where can people find you if they resonated with your story and wanted to reach out or if they just wanted to be part of a discussion? Yeah, absolutely. um, For weekend or literally anything else. Where can people connect with you? Right. People can find me on my Instagram, which is claire.litzen, L-I-T-Z-E-N. Um... Um, <laughs> and then the we can page is a we underscore can underscore movement. And so, um, that's where I would direct people mostly. Um, you can always reach out to me. Um, but there's something about boundaries. And so if people are redirected to the weekend movement and they want to reach out to me specifically, they can do that on there and I will respond within an appropriate manner. But, um, yeah, that's where you can find me. I work for On Plus Catering, so if you got a wedding coming up, I'm your gal. I'll help y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I'm somebody, too, where, you know, I'm just always popping around. I'm downtown quite a bit, and so I'm always down to grab a cup of coffee, meet somebody new, connect with the community. So Instagram would be my number one. Okay, that's great, and certainly I'm going to encourage people to reach out to you. Um, But you're also on a podcast. I am. I am on the Girl Chat Podcast, which is under the They Can brand. We just had a podcast go out today, which is super fun. Um, But yeah, my good friend Mona is the owner and host of that show, and I am so lucky to co-host with her. So you can go ahead and look up They Self on Instagram as well, and I'm pretty sure it's just They Self. That's a great... They self. They self. Like T-H-E-Y-S-E-L-F. They self by wake. All one word. Great. Great. And Girl Chat Podcast, or The Girl Chat Podcast, you don't have like a... Instagram page for that. It's on the Self. Yeah, on Self. Yes. Great, so we're on great. Spotify. And I was just going to ask, where can people listen to it? Okay. Spotify. Link in bio. <laughs> great. Yes. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes so people can find you. Love it. Um, is there anything like final thoughts that you have to share? Um, peace and fucking love. <laughs> when life is not going well, peace and love. And when life is going well, peace and love. Live, laugh, love that. <laughs> You're so freaking corny, and I love it. I am uh, so corny. Claire, yeah. 
I just love you so much. I'm so, so glad that we became <laughs> friends recently Me because too. literally you're just, you've changed my life in so many <laughs> ways. I'm obsessed with you. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and being vulnerable with me and for walking in love and just being the brightest of lights. So of I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you find your podcasts. It's All in My Head is a member of the Not Today Media Network. You can find us on Twitter at Not Today Network. Make sure that you're following along with me on social media. I can be found on Twitter at All in My Head Show and on Instagram at It's All in My Head Show. Until next time, stay well.